Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ash Millman. Hello. And Rachel Shackleton. Good day. Now, we randomly, although semi-not randomly, because you guys are playing <laughs> The Blair Witch, you yeah. thought of other games, other properties, uh, sorry, TV and movies and stuff that would make for good games. Mm. And we've just brought a whole bunch to the table because although some of these franchises have been done before, they could clearly be done better. And mm. um, we'll get around to that. So eventually we might do a Blair Witch-focused podcast, depending on, I don't know, how that game's reception kind of goes. People seem kind of mixed on it, mm. mixed to positive or whatever. Um, actually, yeah, how are you guys finding The Blair Witch? I'm really liking it. I'm about uh, four-ish hours in and mm-hmm. uh, What Culture's own Josh Brown told us it was only about five hours long so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm quite war- quite far through it yeah mm-hmm. it's get, it's pretty spooky mm-hmm. um, does it seem like it borrows like enough from the movie kind of thing yes I'm definitely getting a Blair Witch vibe from okay. it for sure um, but no it is really good yeah I think it's great have you come across anybody standing in a, in a corner yet no no co- well, mm, mm. well you find photographs you find okay. creepy photographs which I think are collectibles I don't think they have any massive meaning yet and there okay. are plenty of corners stairs in the photographs. <laughs> That's like the most iconic thing for Blair Witch. It's just like someone looking into a wall. Yeah. I, I actually also a fan. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I've only just started it, so I'm a little bit um, earlier in than Rachel's, but mm. I, I think it's really good. I think the way it sets up tone atmosphere, tone and atmosphere, is uh, is is really, it's good. It, okay. it feels like you're in there, and the, like it keeps... If you go the wrong way, it kind of loops you back around to mm-hmm. like where you like where have already been and that sort of thing. So the way that it plays with time and space and all that sort of stuff is very, very like similar to the movies. It seems like they like w- they like wanted to make it and they have like enough sort of vision for it. Yeah. And it's obviously like it's quite an old property at this point, but it's worth kind of going back to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in the vein of that, I guess it's like we're going to name some movies. We're going to talk about why we love them and kind of like mm-hmm. ways that they could be done in games or certain scenes that we might want to do or whatever. Yeah, because I if you told me there was going to be a Blair Witch game, I would have been like, really? I know. Yeah, like, what, is there enough to do? Surprisingly well. Yeah. So yeah. There's a dog. Sure. There's a dog. When in doubt, just add oh a dog. Oh my God, the, the dog, dog man. <laughs> you can cuddle the dog. Yeah. What's oh the dog called? Bullet. Good, good, okay, fine, I can live with that. Um, so yeah, my uh, first horror suggestion is Cube, uh, which is like a proper cult yeah. classic type thing um, about a bunch of people that just wake up literally in a cube in sort of like a confined space um, and they slowly realize that they can get out of, there are different doors, sorry, different, yeah, different doors in the center of all six walls yeah. and they start to just explore only to find that there's more and more cubes yeah. and it's, it's, I mean, I'm not, we're going to kind of go to like some light spoilers or whatever, but for I the mean- most part. It's, it's a cube of cubes. It's a cube it's of a cubes. Cube. It's a it's a torture porn movie, yes. basically. Yeah. Like I feel like it's what must have heavily inspired Saw. Yes. Um, mm. Because I on, only heard of, about Cube after watching Saw and liking yeah. Saw. Oh, and okay. someone was like, oh, you should watch Cube. And it plays kind of like a... Well, you could almost make that like a game show. 
Kind of. Well, yeah, the, the way that I thought they would do it, the way that you could do it, because it is like sort of a series of really macabre set pieces and like traps and ways to kill people and whatever, because you go like cube by cube by cube. You're looking very confused. Wow. Is there a TV show called The Cube, or am I just? There absolutely is, is there and is. it has nothing to do with this. And it's sadly. really dramatic. The Cube. Actually, yeah. to be fair, they yeah. kind of took like the same ethos and uh, made it all family friendly and everything, yeah. like Escape the Cube and everything. <laughs> Literally. But no one's being diced into small cubes. No, that's so, true. Blah. Oh, that does happen. That's the thing. That's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. I remember in the first Resident Evil movie when that guy gets like lasered to yeah. death, and I was like, I've seen this lasering death before, and it's in Cube. That's when someone gets it's completely wire, severed. Like it's, yeah. it's all the way down. Oh, and they all like fall apart. But yeah, in terms of like transferring over to a game, I kind of thought that. It would be cool to do like you'd literally have like a series of different mini games things to try and survive until dawn style but if you sort of imagine those scenes in until dawn and in, in those imagine those scenes <laughs> in until dawn when you're trying to get everybody to survive so yeah. many vowels and uh the, the, you know you stitch all those together and you mm. can kind of just have a game of that where it's like you're trying to get your companions out mm. and there's only so many of you that can make it through and then there's different playthroughs you can do to get everybody through you could go through the other way as well and have cube as uh, a game that where you are like the cube master and like how you could put them all in different the cube master yeah you could put all the different <sighs> cubes together in different like layouts like kind of mm. like a total wipeout like yeah. where you have to like lay a trap for them and see if anyone survives the end if anybody can mm-hmm. like super mario maker but horror theme that's such a shout and like Rachel's been playing The Link's Awakening The Link's Awakening oh which I don't we think I'm allowed to tell well we can tell you that it exists and you've maybe touched it we maybe I've if it's any good it. or not I don't know but um, that game which we know from the previews and not from what you've been playing also has a dungeon building mode <laughs> it does which yeah. would be kind of cool to do in a cube based context so yeah. there might be a way to do it <laughs> there would be a way to do it if they ever brought it uh, to fruition but you guys have both seen cube as well yeah. yeah. and the stuff that I remember the most is the over the top gore so I guess like it depends how that stuff would be done in like mm. a, with modern tech buckets of blood everywhere it oh, could work it could, especially it. if there's just tons of really expendable characters and mm. you have no option to kind of like like it wouldn't be game over it would mm. just be like okay next character yeah like, that would be really cool because i feel like so many games like for example there was a saw game mm-hmm. um and from what i've seen of that game i haven't played it scott says it's great i i totally uh, <laughs> like the saw games i think they're pretty good if you fail the trap and you get killed in the trap it's like ooh, try again yep. but like so if we did the cube with just a, like 10 people in there mm-hmm. and you had to try and get all 10 to the end, I feel like that could be really fun. Yeah, yeah. across like a series of like 20 different challenges or something. And then yeah. like, yeah, and you can really do different endings because that thing's kind of like has one ending and everyone's doomed to repeat or uh, die. Well, there's a few sequels and prequels and all that sort of thing. I never thing. saw Cube 2. There's Cube three. 2, there's Cube 2 and there's Cube 0. Yeah. Uh, which what? <laughs> is there cube three? Does it have a little three yeah. as in cube? Is it cube cube? It's definitely I don't think cube, there, cube. Is a, just, there isn't a third one that's like cube three. I'm sure I, I thought I thought cube I saw a, is, a cube little this cube little squared. This cube, <laughs> cube squared, and then uh, they missed the trick cube, with cube that. Cube zero is the third one. Technically. So you know what? They've skipped their own like trick. There. When they reboot it, because they're rebooting everything, they'll yeah. eventually be able to cash in on the uh, the marketing cube potential. Would be such a good remake. I though. know. I was thinking that before. If you don't hold alone, face off. No, just do cube. Yeah. cube do a game four. as well. Cube. Cube yes. boy. Yeah, the um, next one down, um, Ash, you had The Descent. Oh, The Descent. Oh, oh what a good movie. <laughs> Just what a good movie to be in. But like, yeah, so it's about a group of women who will go on a spelunking expedition to a cave system that they don't tell anyone that they're there. Or but one person organizes it and doesn't tell anyone that they're there because mm-hmm. she wants it to be like a bonding experience of them discovering this new cave system. They fall in the cave system uh, and discover that there is a subterranean species of creatures mm. called crawlers that then try and pick them off as they run around screaming, breaking their bones. Mm-hmm. So, it's a great, and <laughs> it's such a good movie. It's the best British horror movie. I'm gonna like put Ooh. that bar there. It is. You've got something else Ooh. on here that might be the best British horror movie, but carry on. Well, the um, you got the, the old. <laughs> The little, the little doggy people, but carry yeah. on. 
the lead actress is Scottish, so I'm in. Or I think she's <laughs> Scottish. She's got a weird sort yeah, of like is. borders accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I watched this recently, actually, which is really um, funny because I, I remember it quite well. And I remember thinking I watched a lot of theory videos on it. Mm. And it's like, mm. is it actually we vampires or is it all in her head? Is she yeah. actually like killing off her I friends? It's theories. on our own film theory channel. Yeah. Well, I like hey. that. Oh, that's where I said. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should watch yeah. that. Check out that film theory. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, oh, fab. <laughs> I love The Descent. I think it's a great movie. Um, and I think for uh, games, it would work especially well just for the, the tone and the atmosphere of the cave mm. system. So you could have like a, a, a flashlight system of walking around. Um, there's obviously monsters. So you could put combat in there. But like trying to find the way out whilst going through all of these scary set pieces. Mm-hmm. Again, trying to keep everyone alive or having people interact. And uh, obviously the big um, combat with Juno and all that sort of thing where you're trying to like know if you can trust mm-hmm. her or not. Because in the film, she's like a point of contention as to whether she's a bit yeah, a bit mean or not, you know, a bit yeah. mean, bit mean. My thing with that, I remember because that the the descent's kind of like it's weirdly influential and iconic, even though mm. like it doesn't seem to get cited that much. But like I remember in the new Tomb Raider, there's a whole bunch of scenes where she, you know, gets like trapped yeah. underground and gets like lost in oh, like big old yeah. lakes of blood and whatever. And you're crawling through all these really um, claustrophobic spaces, yeah. which are very much like out of the descent, like mm. that idea of being like stuck underground and like where the hell's the light source yeah. coming from and whatever. Um, makes you think of that a lot. And like I don't know if you guys played uh, Clive Barker's Jericho on the no. PS2. Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, same. And like, I mean, I had like a whole phase with Clive Parker, even yeah. though I wouldn't say his stuff's aged that well. Midnight Meat Train, not the best, but um, not also the worst either. Though. Not the worst, the worst either. With Vinnie Jones being a serial killer, if you want to see it. I feel like that movie was more of a porno than it was a horror. That the name is just <laughs> name. made for the adult channels. But the um, that whole thing with uh, in Clive Parker's Jericho, that's about going underground yeah. initially and trying to like explore this secret that's like tucked mm. away underground or whatever. I feel like although underground levels in games can be done like to death, like sewer yeah. levels have been done so much or yeah. whatever. Um, there's a way to do it where like it's so isolating and you know intense it would be sewer leveled the game but um, (laughs) I think because uh, The Descent obviously toys with um, Sarah I think the name the main character's name is uh, Mm -hmm. flashbacks to the past and her thinking back to her husband and a child and a car accident that sort of thing as well (laughs) oh sorry I just remembered that scene dude I just I flipping love horror I'm just remembering all the good (laughs) so uh, it's flashbacks to that you can have uh, a bit of relief from that area as well and Mm. look at other things I think what would be really interesting especially if you're not playing through the 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 way that the game plays is perhaps being like a, a local uh, like uh, what are they called woods people rangers um, yeah. going around the area and trying to spot what the crawlers are and then going in and uh, like cool. going into their cave system and being like okay this is what's happening down here because there's the whole lead appears there's loads of like dead animal carcasses around their entrance mm. and that sort of oh, thing yeah. so uh, you could use the woods as a, a setup for it and then someone getting dragged down and figuring oh, their way out cool. from there mm. I think one of the Gears games did that where like the creatures can drag you down at a certain yeah. base you gotta go back and get rid of them and stuff like the time like, machine with the Morlocks like yes, that would be so like, good that would well. be, pretty, that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> uh, Rach you had the thing which is such a good show Yes. The, the, it's well, been made into a game, but it, it wasn't was a, anywhere near as good as it could be. It was a PlayStation 1 game. I actually... Uh, was it? Yeah, I'm sure it was PlayStation Nothing 1. It was on the Xbox, but okay. It was on the Xbox. It could be so much better, though, anyway. I just want to join in. My mistake. It was on uh, an older generation of consoles, mm. and I haven't played it myself personally, but I just feel like um, even without you know going into a blank slate pretending that doesn't exist, but I hear it was very good. Um, I think a thing game would be really good in, mm. in today's climate, yeah. on today's <laughs> consoles, and today's lovely HD. I think really if you cool. did, uh, if you did a thing game in the style of like Dead by Daylight or Friday the Thirteenth, or not necessarily oh. asynchronous, but you get out, you get a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of players into one yeah. map, and no one knows which one the real thing is. Kind of like the board oh. game Avalon, where you're trying to or the board game The Thing. 
Or the board game The Thing, which is yeah. totally like Avalon. <laughs> I'm going back to the source, although apparently Avalon's based on something Avalon's else anyway. based on the resistance. Right, okay. So like, yeah, but that whole idea of like having to fake your way to like your friends and family or whatever, they're like, oh no, seriously, I'm okay. I'm totally fine. I Let me go on this mission with you so I can kill everybody. That's really interesting because you've taken a total different way. Like <laughs> I sort of saw it as like a story game, mm -hmm. like a, a linear path single player game, mm -hmm. uh, maybe with obviously different characters than the movie. Otherwise, you know what happens? <laughs> but um, oh, that's such a good idea. Having it as kind of like a PVP where you can sort of you know, pose as mm. your friends. Mm. What was your pitch? Do you think more like Resident Evil style? Like you've got I like specific thinking, enemies yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I was thinking Resi. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, the way that like the enemy <laughs> designs crazy big boss battles yes. Like, yes. with the thing. Like. You, you, I think this is because you've been playing Remnant. Because if you did a Remnant style The Thing crossover, that'd be pretty bad. Oh, maybe. You'd fight a big head crab thing as well or you whatever other things those. come to life. I think The Thing Battle Royale would be good. No, you don't. That's just a thing Wait, you've but... said. No. So, <laughs> so 100 people fall out of a one of them helicopter. Only one, one of them is The Thing. Everyone else has they they can't attack only defend mm -hmm. and but you can like vote on who you think the thing is you can trap them Ooh. you can trap the yeah. thing you know what actually that probably would work because the person who um, was the thing would slowly infect everybody else yeah. and you this wouldn't know. Just Sorry. Until the end. No, no, it would be the same kind of thing. I want to just make a little apology. I'm very, very excited today, and I keep talking <laughs> over people, and this is a very it's exciting you, podcast. You may or may not be playing something you've been looking forward to all well, year. We well, can't possibly true. say. I don't yes. know. Um, but it's, but basically, it's we're just describing an up-to-date version of TTT, mm, Trouble in Terrorist Town, where like there's uh, it's in Gaddy's mod. It's okay. like a group of people get dumped into a map, and then you one of them is the the terrorist and, and has the ability to kill people. Ah. Um, so that, but like massive scale mm -hmm. as the thing would be well. I think anything that lets you sort of, like I said, like kind of, I don't know how they would do it mechanically. I guess you'd have dialogue options or something where yeah. you have to control animations until Dawn's like, hold still. You're like, oh God, you're trying, like to trying to fake keep your, your thing yeah, in. Trying, like, <laughs> 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 trying to keep your thing in. Um, as everybody else tries to like sleuth out who you like are. Like the kind of thing. skill checks in Dead by Daylight. Mm. Every so yes. often you have to like press R1 at the right yeah. time. Otherwise your thing pops out. Yeah, exactly. There's totally a way to do it. And I think that considering that the thing kind of came back with that weird remake that mm. was like fine, it was oh, fine. It was, it was okay. It was okay. It was fine. I just for me it was nothing compared to the Carpenter one, but whatever. Um, that like that like I mean I'm gonna mention something in a bit that kind of has takes a lot from the thing, but I think as like a mythology or like mm. a, a creature idea or whatever, it's so like ta it's got so much potential left to do. Yeah. And um, which would be sweet. Uh, my next one down actually totally ties into that, um, which is annihilation, annihilation, oh, okay. uh, which is Natalie Portman's thing that yes. came out a couple of years ago. Um, that I mainly just thought you could totally do it as just like a squad based shooter. Um, mm. But I think the thing that would make it more unique is that it almost has like, it's like the Avatar world and mm. um, like really colorful and whatever, but really twisted and demonic. And then all of a sudden you come across a person whose rib cage is also a flower. And it's Whoa. like, what is happening here? And it's <laughs> exactly like that, but it's kind of like the thing. <laughs> you said flowers in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that there's that whole bit in that movie. If anyone hasn't seen it, um, the kind of general premise is that there's this sort of zone on earth where it seems like all these different dimensions are all mm. coming together. It's yes. all meant to be a mystery. Portals and stuff. Yeah, right? it's like this kind yeah. of like this sort of zone where like everything's sort of meshing together in DNA and, and um, biology and everything's all kind of messed up. So it results in like incredibly beautiful landscapes with like these big trees and like all this like really lush like flora and fauna and everything. But also like twisted stuff where like people Whoa. have kind of been like warped into the environment and it's kind of like the thing. They've, they're sort of growing out of buildings and like placards and whatever. Mm -hmm. and it looks really good. Is it? Mm. Oh, sorry. Go on. Well, Oh well, the only th other thing is that um, there's a, there's one bit in that movie where they come across this sort of looks like a big dog. It's like I don't know if you guys have actually seen an animation. Big dog. It's like a big. Do you it's mean the big, bear? Is it a bear? Yeah. In my head, it's a big dog. It's a, a bear. The bear's kind of a big. The bear dog. scene's the scary scene of the film. The one where they're in the chair. Yes. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And so, like, yeah, so there's that, yeah, there's one bit where they're sort of like, I think they're trapped at that point. It's been a while since I've seen it. But um, they're in a room anyway, and this big old bear comes in, big old demonic bear. And um, and obviously, because of the setup of the film, the bear's kind of like half mutated mm. with um, some of their ex squad mates. So it has like, oh, that's uses, like a, uses a voice to yeah, like, talk so it, to them. Yeah. That's like what the Hunger Games should have been. That's what the book was like. The, yeah, um, yeah. the dogs at the end were yeah. like their fallen mm. squad mates. Like, so it's like, yeah, with this like ba- this bear thing, it kind of half talks to them, but it's all like pained, like suffocated streams. Oh, and the horror side of it just really comes comes in mm. um, and it's like it's all like it's all just like this massive juxtaposition like you know with the, sur- the surroundings and everything so yeah the thing is with that though if you made that kind of style of thing into a video game would combat win over scares mm. and atmosphere well, I don't know if fun. anyone's ever successfully done horror in like a T-Squad based game what I think you should be able to do is manipulate the shimmer um, so like uh, the whole weird atmospheric thing that's causing all of the strange manipulations you should be able to have like magic based on that <laughs> like uh, you should be able to harness it and like uh, the more you use it the more deformed you become and like right. a difficult other things would become oh, with that'd that. be cool then you kind of become the thing again yeah, which yeah. I'm kind of game for so then you have to and then like obviously with the ending the way that the film plays out and that, that sort of thing mm-hmm. it make it harder to have that sort of showdown with boss battles and that sort of thing because you'd be more a part of the shimmer Ooh, the more that you use true, it true, resource true. management yeah. it's weird as like a side thing that like I can't think of any squad based games like online team shooters that have really done like formidable foes where you can't just fall back on like yeah. well we're all going to shoot it at once and it's going to go away it's a yeah. bullet sponge Remnant. kind of thing Remnant does it well Remnant does it how does Remnant well. pull it off like in terms of like atmosphere stuff or just, like, um, oh design? not as 
as horror though. No, mm. sorry, no, not as horror. It's it's so much like a formidable more foe that isn't just based a on combat. Yeah, uh, I think that'd be cool. Like if because I like the idea of like the shimmer type thing, mm. but I think if you never really explain what you were going up against, all you can do is like stimmy the tide yeah. kind of thing. Then maybe that's a way to actually like maintain a horror feel yeah. online. Um, maybe uh, our show next thing was Train to Busan, which yes! is such a show. I just think zombie films are made for gaming. Like uh, the absolute, the whole genre on is trains. made for absolute Left for Dead <laughs> sort of uh, content. So yeah, just give yourself a gun, stick yourself on the train and work your way to the end that is trying to design <laughs> the game uh, because the way that that plays out is um, a man gets on a train and a zombie infection breaks out yes. um, and the, the, the key difference with normal zombies movies and this one is that they are activated by light Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously occurs a little bit later in the film. So uh, you could do a lot of clever things with that, I think, uh, and be able to, again, it'd be another flashlight. I love flashlight horror games. Um, <laughs> so you could have another thing where you have flashlights, where mm-hmm. you have overhead lockers, where you can use shutters and all that sort of thing to try and like st- quell the tide of zombies. Mm-hmm. And you have to try and get through, find your uh, relatives or whatever. Uh, just be someone on the on the train that's trying to get to the end of it mm-hmm. to get off. Um, the thing that that movie does so well, have you seen it, Rach, by the way? I haven't, actually. I just want to say we call them torches. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it but I just want to say like any train level in a video game is always the best level. We might have to rank the best train levels. Goldeneye. Gears of War. World of Warcraft. Uncharted 2. Yes. <laughs> um, but, GTA San Andreas. Oh, sadly not. Lovely but um, yeah, with Trinity Bassan, like if you if you if you check it out, it's such a great zombie movie. And um, that movie sort of pioneered the whole. I think it pioneered the whole like the idea that zombies can be one like amorphous mass, like almost liquid style, where they're all like you know they're pouring out of doorways and all are coming um, for you at once. I like, say World War Z, Z kind of had it in in film mm. before, but they they capitalized it and did it the best way. Yeah, there's something about the way that they do it in Bassan, where like all the uh, the bodies have real weight to them and they're all yes. like they're like, like cracking and breaking themselves to oh, all push forward. It's good. It's great. Um, and like in gaming, like that's in the World War Z mm. game and in the Days Gone game. And like that idea of coming up against like humanity as like a flowing, movement, moving yeah. entity a is wall. like, yeah, like a wall of bodies. Um, kind of like in the Game of Thrones finale type stuff or the episode before the yes. finale. Um, this might be a good game. Yeah. White Walkers. True. But you it's can, like, that stuff's great. You can make that really claustrophobic as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Trinity Bassan, especially if you set it like level by level, like yeah. I guess you could make it how many. carriage by carriage. I yeah. think that's how you do it. So you yeah. have like the, the train station, build it up like with uh, the, a nice, lulled sense of security opening where you're going on a lovely trip and then <laughs> carriage by carriage it gets worse and worse and worse and mm-hmm. then you've got to go on top of the train to get around it and all that oh. sort of thing and then underneath yeah. the train yeah and then I'd jump onto another train <laughs> oh back. man I don't know how we'd ever do this as the hashtag content but the amount of games that put you under a train I can only think of Splinter Cell but it's always cool being underneath the train <laughs> this is something for us to think about and do a potential future podcast and all the best times that you've been underneath the train in a video game. But um, yeah, Rachel, your next thing was the Conjuring series, which yes. is also such a show. Okay, yeah. I have a very clear idea of what I want the Conjuring series to Bring be it. as a game. Right, so picture this. <laughs> You're playing Peep as this. the Warrens, okay. right? You're visiting uh, all these other paranormal happenings and trying to get rid of them. L.A. Noir, as Ash said earlier, <laughs> but as spooks. Would you play that? Yes, yes. man. A, a supernatural detective thing is kind of what, like, the vanishing of Ethan Carter was kind of mm. being. Ah, see, I never played that. So we'll see, but it's nowhere near with the detail that you've described or the parallels yes. to Elliot Noir. Like, because um, there could be yeah. Easter eggs. We could have Annabelle chilling in the background. And yeah, the, the nun chilling in the background. But mm-hmm. like, it would be completely new sort of stories, completely fictionalized. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would play uh, like first person sort of detective, looking for clues, trying mm. to solve, trying to exercise some demons uh, and I just think that would be so much fun and very atmospheric like yes. it would be fun but it moreover would be horror than mm. 
mechanics. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think with the the conjuring, because I've obviously got their room of artifacts, I think that's such an interesting concept we played with as well, because you can look at stuff and do flashbacks and go around the room and basically have it like you could have like a mini game style thing where you have yes. to go around and do all of the different mm. stuff that way. I mm -hmm. think it'd be a really good indie, like tight little short one. Mm -hmm. Maybe to like remember a clue or something. You yeah. find something in real time and then you go, I'm sure I've seen this before. Yeah, and you yeah. Come back and, oh. <laughs> Relive the case through that. Oh, make it, make it. Like. I have to admit, I've not seen these movies. I know what they are. Yeah. I know, I know it's oh, a big deal. I just, because they, they had so many like weird sequels and everyone was like, oh, it's kind of right, gone off yeah. the boil or whatever. The, Watch The Conjuring. Is The Conjuring the first one? The first yeah. one, the new man. in my opinion, is one of the most well shot horror movies mm. ever made. Because it's James Wan as well. Oh, the camera work is incredible. Mm. It's, it would be so atmospheric as a mm -hmm. video game. Speaking yeah. of well shot movies, I recommend Upgrade. Doesn't relate to anything. But Upgrade's so good. <laughs> I've talked about it so much. Best film of 2018, Upgrade. You're not lying, Ash Millman. You're not lying. It's very, very good. My last one was It Follows, which I kind of just thought of because one, I love the concept. I'm always a sucker for like, um, I kind of just refer to it as like conceptual horror. Are you trying to make a nudie game, Scott? No! Oh, is it a nudie thing? Yeah, it follows. What do you mean? Well, well, it is an STI that follows you as a naked old lady sometimes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more like, because um, I wasn't thinking of the nudes at all. I was thinking more like Resident Evil 2, like that yeah. sort of idea of a, a creature, this sort of being that you know is like in the room with you, or sorry, in the house or whatever, hmm. the mansion kind of thing with you, um, but you know at no point is it ever going to stop. Yeah. I yes. always thought that was a cool oh. thing. Not nude old women, Ash Millman, no. I mean, it's passed on via doing the do, so. Well, I guess so. I wasn't thinking, you don't need the thrust mechanic from Fahrenheit to come back, <laughs> to pass it on. Just yeah. <laughs> that button mashing quick time events, I must no. admit, this one, when we were thinking of ideas, did cross my mind. Mm. I wasn't really sure how you would do it, but mm -hmm. I I think comparing it to Razzie 2 is a good shout mm -hmm. because I just remember being absolutely petrified of Mr. X. Yeah. But I did have some close calls with him at times. So you could have some kind of like a mansion would work really well. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously in the movie, they go all over the country to mm -hmm. try and, you know, get to try and get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> just let it slowly <laughs> catch up. But uh -huh. it follows like as a movie, as a concept is absolutely terrifying. Mm -hmm. And I almost don't want it to be a horror game because it would be so scary. If you did it, like you said, like level by level, all this, like all, a whole bunch of different like levels yeah. that you could drop into. Kind of do it like FTL or something where you like you know you can you can bank like okay we can use the car now but it's going to use up the fuel but that means you can Ooh. move like three nodes away therefore yeah. you can sleep and then you can do this oh. like kind of do survival Those nodes <laughs> I love a bit of nodes um, not the nudies but um, I think if you did it that way then at least it's more resource management mm. and it's like well you know it's always going to catch you eventually but you can get further away or yeah, whatever. maybe so you can find a way to beat played it played almost like a Divinity Original Sin Dungeons and Dragons yes. like with moves with mm. spaces mm -hmm. that is a really good idea that's what I'm thinking and then yeah maybe occasionally you have like showdowns because I remember in Resident Evil 2 when you just go around a corridor or you go around a corner and just look down a corridor and he just comes out like a window yeah. or around the corner as well and you're like oh god you're here as well I thought I heard <laughs> your footsteps way before but no yeah. you're right there oh, um, give me that give me that with It Follows yeah. with random old women who aren't naked okay. it's canon it's it canon. is canon to be sometimes honest sometimes they're naked sometimes they are naked and I don't know according to It that's even worse um, actually your last one was Dog Soldiers Dog the Soldiers. actual best British film ever no Ooh, I'm kidding, of Jesus. course. That's a little bit of a, it's a controversial one. Um, oh, <laughs> also good. Anyway, Dog Soldiers. Obviously, clues in the title. Mm. It's about werewolves. I think uh, there isn't enough good werewolf games out there. Um, oh, you're right. I can't name you one werewolf game. Exactly. Van Helsing? You've got the uh, the mechanic in Skyrim, mm. which is obviously you turn into a werewolf at random and start attacking everyone. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, crap. Well, this is useful, but also maybe not because I'm killing people. <laughs> um, so I think taking that sort of thing and applying it to dog soldiers. You could mm. either do the film, which is a load of people, um, a load of uh, actual soldiers military trapped in a cottage with a uh, scientist a biologist who's out there researching lycanthropes and telling people 
what's going on with them basically so mm-hmm. you can do it that way and learn more about werewolves and have to have nighttime where you're like trying to escape them that sort of thing maybe have daytime where you can go out and try and get research that'd be cool. um, or you could have it play out as the one night do just basically hit the beat to the movie I think that'd be a fantastic sort of game mm. or or Go on. Can I be the werewolf? Yeah, this yes. is, that's the next one. Or you, you have something where you can be infected as the werewolf and then you have to try and, you, you're trying to get back on your disease. So basically you've been infected at uh. the start of the game. It's going to be a full moon at the at the very end mm. and you have to work through the game like fighting away other werewolves that are trying to get you into their little group um, and also trying to hide it from like your soldiers and friends that are in this cottage. Um, and then at the end of the game, you obviously have a big werewolf showdown as the big werewolf. Because other than the Order 1886, I can't think of any games that let you like really take on werewolves. Yeah. Like, they're hardly ever... Am I just Bloodborne, kind of. Yeah, yeah, Bloodborne kind of has them in. So many other things. Um, but I guess, yeah, like that idea of like trying to, like you take on their power set, like uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of that many games that let you sort of be like big, crazy beast type yeah. stuff. Reminds That's me of really The Suffering cool. on PS2. Yeah. It just makes me think of that episode of Love, Death and Robots with the yeah. werewolves. Oh, I thought that was awesome. Show. Oh, that was so sad, that mm. one. <laughs> That'd be really cool. It was a good time. Uh, Dog Soldiers has the, the potential to be sort of like very self-aware and ridiculous mm. and like, yeah, we're all just going to go hunt a whole bunch of werewolves and that's just the reality yeah. that we're in. But that's the thing, you've got that absolute, absolute like gung-ho, like military side where you can just go in and be like, I'm going to kill some dogs. Uh, or like you can uh, do the werewolf side where you're trying to like get through as a werewolf being mm-hmm. like, oh, sorry, I'm just a man who runs around sometimes. <laughs> like uh, I think that the way that it play out would be really good. And the schlocky B-movie horror of like that film mm. is... Perfect. Pretty exquisite. Yeah. Um, ritual, or oh, go on. I was going to say, that could either, it sounds like it could go the way of Aliens Colonial Marines or yes. the way of Alien Isolation. <laughs> uh, Aliens Colonial Marines with dogs, like with werewolves, could be, if they've refined Aliens Colonial Marines and then put werewolves in it, that could be really good. And I stand by that. I, I stand by If it. that game had landed well, you would have had so many more yeah. horror-based squad stuff. It, it, could, it could have been a whole alternate reality mm. where that game was amazing. Uh, Rachel, last one was Cabin in the Woods. It is Cabin in the Woods. Phenomenal. And I'll tell you why this game would be so good. Go Again, on. multiplayer, co-op, yep. let's do it. Give me a randomly assigned creature out of their whiteboard full of nasties and just open the door and let me fight it in some way uh-huh. I don't know I think maybe the way that they do in the film where they they don't exactly know what's going on and mm. it's sort of different each time mm. it's infinitely replayable because there's like did you know one of the things on the whiteboard is sexy witches and maybe again you, maybe you'd get sexy witches <laughs> um, and, and there's like the merman and there's obviously the the hillbilly killers and stuff like that so mm-hmm. <clears throat> game opens you, you and your pals Pitch mode. are obviously in this cabin, in the woods. Oh, having a lovely time, as Ash Melman would say. Mm-hmm. And then, boop, there goes the roulette and you get your monsters in. Mm. And it's just like an arcade type, mm. uh, like oh, really short God. rounds. You don't know what you're fighting. Everything has a strength and a weakness. Mm. The house has different levels to it. The basement obviously is full of tat mm. um, <laughs> and has some secrets in it that are like, say it has a gun with silver bullets in it if mm. you get a werewolf. Uh, as we were talking about werewolves. Um, so you have, uh, like, say, two minutes to prepare. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's coming. So one of you will be like, oh, Ash, you grab the gun just in case it's a werewolf. Scott, you better grab the steak in case it's a sexy witch. I don't know. <laughs> How much fun would that be? That's if you sick. brought in, I don't know if they, if, they gave, if they gave the book a name, the thing that's in the basement. Uh, the, the Necronomicon. Necronomicon. It might as well be the yeah. Necronomicon. And, like, so, <laughs> like, if you had that, where one, of, one part of your preparation could be some character runs and, and reads the book and they're, yeah. like, frequently trying to button through the pages to <laughs> unlock the weak spot or whatever. How do I pronounce Latin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, that sort of means that if you get to whatever, you find out the secret of the monster that when it appears, you actually know yes. where to everybody to focus fire. And it's that got, like a, like, a really high skill threshold and a 
little bit of luck. And mm-hmm. um, I think that could be potentially so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, as like a proper roguelike sort of thing where you can get like more buffs as it goes, like, like the longer you survive and yeah, they keep throwing so more at you. Yeah, it's like, It's kind of like the monster, like Monster Hunter, like that. What a lot of people love about Monster Hunter in terms of specific ways to take mm. down specific beasts, um, but in a more focused, action-heavy type setting. Yeah. Um, when you first mentioned Cabin in the Woods, I thought of like um, a game that would let you play as the survivors, but you would just pastiche all the different genres. Like mm. one minute you're in a slasher, the next one you're in more of like a survival thing, the next mm. one you're on like a road movie or whatever, and then the creatures kind of come in from there. See, when I heard it, I thought you'd play as the government, and con- again, mm. I love the I love the whole trying thing of like people. you're trying to kill them. I think it's a good concept that isn't played out enough in mm. like good good games. So if you were the government having to like mesh together all these different choices that you could make to see who you can get to survive or who you can kill at the end. I think that'd be good. <laughs> Until yeah. dawn, but with werewolves. Yeah, and you're the way around. Type of person that played The Sims and tried to kill everyone. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and putting a plant pot in your way. And the only way out is to go through the fire. Um, but yeah, let's really think down in the comments below about what potential uh, horror movies or TV uh, shows you would make into video games and what you think of the ones that we've chosen. For now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast, and I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ash Millman. Goodbye. And Rachel Shackleton. Please make Cabin in the Woods a game. Please, 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 please do. Please, and we'll please. catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.